Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. I'm Bo Jackson, Media Editor at Campaign, and I'll be your host today for the latest news roundup. The headlines we'll be discussing this week are the latest people moves, including new appointments for Zaid Al Kassab and Sue Frogley, as well as Channel 4 departures, publicist groups cut back on freelancers, commercial radio's reaction to the extension of BBC radio stations, and the Campaign Experience Awards shortlist. And I'm delighted today to have senior media reporter Shauna Lewis in the studio. Hey, Shauna. Hello, Bo. How's it going? Good. I'm delighted <laughs> that you're delighted to have me here. I am very delighted. <laughs> so we've had another busy week in Adland. Let's start with a few of the latest people moves. Shauna, could you tell us a bit more about Sue Frogley's new job? So Sue Frogley has joined Talon Outdoor as chief exec. She was previously at Publicis Media. She's replacing Eric Newman, who is the founder and interim chief exec, and he replaced Barry Couples, who was the chief exec, um, and he left at the end of September last year. Obviously, it's a very good appointment, it's Sue Frogley, but um, they're looking to grow internationally. And when she was at Publicis, she oversaw like the simplification of uh, the like three media agencies. And like during when when she was there, like the UK media, it was like the fastest growing division they were like the fastest growing divisions in uh europe in publicist group um so if they're looking to grow internationally they've, they've got the right woman they've got yeah they've got a great appointment there it's um a really fascinating move and everyone i've spoken to has been very pleased for her so best of luck sue if you are listening to the campaign podcast today <laughs> In another move, towards the end of last week, we also learned that Zaid Al-Kassab would be the new group chief executive of MNC Saatchi. Could you tell us a bit more about Zaid's background, Shona? Uh, so Zaid's background is working on the brand side. He spent 20 years at P&G, including nearly eight as managing director um, at P&G Beauty in the UK and Ireland. Um, and he was also chief brand and marketing officer at BT before he joined Channel 4. So he's new to the agency side and it'll be it'll be good to see what insight he brings as someone who's not worked in that on yeah. that side of things before. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's actually only quite recently that we reported that Zaid would be leaving leaving Channel Four. Um and we've followed up since with the unfortunate news that two of his colleagues, um Jonathan Lewis and Claire Peters, though in other parts of the business, another two brilliant operators at Channel Four will also be leaving. Um soon so Shauna what's the latest with Channel 4? So in January it announced that it'd be cutting up to uh, 200 jobs and since uh, Zaid's departure has also like refreshed its strategy so it used to be future forward now it's fast forward um, and its aim is to become a digital streamer by 2030 uh, and it aims to increase digital revenue to 30% in 2024 and then more than 50% by 2030. Yeah, it's already, it seems it's already on track as well from its latest reports on those figures that it's on track to do so. So um, it's going to be interesting following the progress of this. The consultation process for the jobs is ongoing, so there'll be more, maybe more to come from that in the next month or so. Um, before we move on to our next story, just a quick word from a show also produced by Campaign's parent company, Haymarket. Hi, I'm Lucinda Rouse. And I'm Emily Burt. And we're from Third Sector, the UK's leading title for the voluntary and not-for-profit sector. We're also hosts of the Third Sector podcast, a weekly show covering news and issues affecting the charity world. Each week, someone from the Third Sector team brings on expert guests to look at all aspects of how charities deliver their vital services in the UK and around the globe. 
So find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast page of our website at thirdsector.co.uk. Elsewhere in the traditional media space, BBC Radio has caused a stir with the announcement that it will be launching four new radio stations on BBC Sounds and DAB+. Shana, what's the reaction been? So the commercial radio industry has seen it as a direct challenge to the stations that it already has in the commercial space. So stations from Global, Bauer, um, and then also like independent ones as well. Um, so Radio Centre, which is like the trade body for mm. uh, commercial radio, called it an attempt to directly imitate the recent success of commercial radio stations. And it said that in the long term, it would harm commercial innovation. Um, and like talking to people, they said that, you know, places like Bauer and Global won't necessarily suffer as much. They've got very big models with other like moving parts as well. Um, but independent radio, like Boom Radio, could really suffer. So Boom Radio, it targets... Uh, what's in the name it targets baby boomers um and the radio 2 extension um also kind of targets our audience directly so it's music it's music from the 50s 60s and 70s um with like exclusive stuff from the bbc archive mm-hmm. um so with that kind of like exclusive access it also like definitely challenges that a little bit phil riley chief executive at boom radio said it affects us specifically as it is almost a direct offering to what boom radio currently does um and he said that they'll be challenging it strongly and radio center themselves have said they'll also be conducting their own research um about the offering at the moment it's going through a public interest test so it's going to take a while to see whether it can actually um put those stations on dab plus mm-hmm well, it's going to be interesting to see in potential impacts there on um, independent radio, as you mentioned. Now, you did a piece online following up on it with the buyer reaction. What's that? How's that? How's it been received by media buyers? So they're less worried. Um, they, <laughs> they're seeing new opportunities, they, hopefully. Yeah, maybe. Um, so they're less concerned. Um, uh, so Matthew Eagle, who's head of investment at Dentsuex, he said that yes like you know the archive of content at bbc it's it's been like a it's like a big usp but is it enough to base like four new stations on um and he says if anything they'll kind of see a shift of audiences from existing bbc channels rather than from independence to bbc channels um and then Patrick Dolan, activation director at the seven stars also didn't anticipate any change so differing reactions um but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see. In other news, in Publicist Group's annual results for 2023, it reported paying a record £460 million in bonuses to staff. It has reduced spend on freelancers by 27%. We picked up this decline in freelancers for this week's question of the week, asking whether it marks a growing trend for agencies. So I thought what um, Nick Myers, uh, who's head of planning at Oliver, said in our like piece, I thought what he said was really interesting. Well, it was more just a kind of like general comment on um, the freelance industry, I suppose, in that it just kind of underscores that it's a not a great time to be a freelancer right now um, in terms of like agency cost cutting, the rise of machines and that like, cost of living crisis. Um, and, you know, like he expects that their need for like freelancers could decline, but he kind of caveats that with, growing agencies and other agencies will always need some kind of freelance support so there's always that kind of space for them um which i thought was a little positive 
edge to it, which I... That is good. Always going to need them, but it's a complex market, I guess. I think IR35 was part of that as well. And any anybody listening, any HR people listening will know what a headache that can be. <laughs> Um, in awards news, the experience shortlist was also announced last week, spanning 25 different categories. Yeah, so Amplify uh, picked up 27 nominations um, for the Campaign Experience Awards 2024. Um, can't imagine it doesn't win at least one. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what a strong entry to this year's awards. Um, and then it's also going to be defending its Creative Experience Agency of the Year crown. Tickets are still available with an early bird discount until 13th of March and the winners will be announced at the event on 17th of April. So if you haven't already got your ticket, make sure you get in for that one. And I think that's we're just about out of time, Shauna. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about what we discussed in this week's podcast, please visit campaignlive.co.uk. Details of our subscriptions are available at campaignlive.co.uk forward slash membership. If you enjoyed this episode of the Campaign Podcast, please follow us, like us and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. A huge thank you, as always, to Haymarket Studio Manager Nav Pal and producer Till Owen. Thank you too for listening. I hope you'll join us next time. On behalf of the campaign team, goodbye. <laughs>